you guys come out on a Friday night. We're going to be like, we're busy. <laughs> it's just going to be we're, me and you. We're next to each other with our <laughs> Oculus is like screaming. <laughs> Welcome back to Give It To Me Straight. I'm Alex. And I am John, and we are your fantastic, amazing, awesome hosts. Wow, I feel like usually you you say gracious. I know. I do say gracious. I want to... I want to, you know, flip it up, switch it around. <laughs> switch it up this week. Heads up, heads down. So, my queen, how are you? I just feel like a big old piece of shit, if I'm being honest. Since we came back from LA, I was like, just shot. But, you know, what are you going to do? We've been traveling. We've been doing all the things like my body. It's just it just caught up to me. I don't know how people do the red eye like on a continuous basis. Yeah, the, we those were, flights are crazy. We were up for like two days straight. <laughs> That's right. probably what really did. I mean, we didn't did have it. to wake up at like 7 a.m. the day before, but we wanted to work out. So we woke up, did that. And then we did a bunch of other things. Oh, you're saying like we should have just slept until like noon. Yeah. We, <laughs> knowing that we had a midnight flight. Right. Oh, well. That was crazy. Flew from LA to Charlotte, then Charlotte to Raleigh, then we drove from Raleigh back to Virginia. The things we do. I know. Anyways. Well, it was a great trip. It was. It was I know that like our previous episode aired after we had come home, but we recorded it like right before we left. So let's talk about our highs and lows from that trip or just in general. Well, what's yours? Go ahead. I have a few different highs. So one was the wedding. It was beautiful. Loved seeing our managers get married. They're just adorbs. And it was so much fun. But my biggest high was surprising you with medieval <laughs> times. <laughs> oh my God, that's right. That felt like so <laughs> yeah, long it was ago. Only, like, it was only a week ago. Oh it was really God. only one week ago. That was you know crazy. what I saw to get sidetracked off something? Uh, I saw something and it was like, you know, people talk about the older you get, the faster life goes by. But that's because life is very routine and mundane. So it feels like it goes by faster. So they said that if you challenge yourself with new experiences like and new things, it, it slows you. it down. So like when you just said that feels like so long ago, I feel like it's because we've done so much like random shit in between. That. I guess I never looked at it like that. Yeah, Like That's... if you were to ask, like, when did we go to medieval times? I would have said a month ago. I know. <laughs> Seriously. Well, I was, I, well, we're also doing so many different things. I'm like, wow. If it was just one thing we did like last week, it would have felt like it was yesterday. Yeah. But anyways. Yeah, that was crazy. So a little Backstory on that. I haven't been to medieval times since I was eight. And I remember it being like the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my life. You were eight. Like, of course. The the fights were spectacular. The food was amazing. The atmosphere. It just got me going. So John, for as long as I've known him, he's been like, I just want to go to medieval times. I want to go to medieval times. So it never really worked out. Like there's one in New Jersey on the East Coast. I think there's one in Georgia, but there was one in California, like 40 minutes, you know, according to GPS. 40 minutes, okay. From where we were staying. And so I was like, oh, this is going to be perfect. You know, even though it's not going to be like a big group of his friends for his birthday, I'll just book it. So he kept guessing. He was like, what are we doing in California? I was like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. He's like, are we going to medieval times? And I was like, fuck, I'm going to have to, (laughs) I'm going to have to figure out a way to throw you off this scent because 
I, I was like, maybe he looked it up. Maybe he saw an email. So I was like, no, why would we go to medieval times, John? Like there's one on the East coast. We're going to go to the one in New Jersey. Like we're not going to go while we're in California. So I was like, let me, I have to book something in between to make it seem like this is what we're actually doing. So I found a virtual reality experience. That was amazing. Oh, that now that was my high. The <laughs> okay. VR earlier. So yeah, you want it. That was more enjoyable. We'll, get, we'll get to that. Yeah, we're so, going to blend in our highs and our lows together. So then I was like, okay, like this is cool. It was like an hour long experience. It was like awesome. And then we went to lunch and I was like, okay, we have dinner reservations like an hour away. And it ended up being two hours because of traffic. And John was like, we could just cancel. I don't care. Like whatever this surprise restaurant is. And I was like, we're not fucking canceling. I was fucking dry humping traffic for an <laughs> yeah. hour, 40 minutes. For yeah. It was 30 miles away. That's it. <laughs> We should know. We should know better, though. L.A. traffic. We right. left at like. Oh yeah, because we're so peak hours. we're so we're so L.A. Well, I'm just saying, like peak hours of traffic is <laughs> right. probably the same there as it is in New, New York. York. I know, but uh, so yeah, that was my high. Was like you know, because I, I I think you were surprised. You, I honestly, I just appreciate you um, doing something creative. That was cool. <laughs> oh, like I don't do anything for you at <laughs> well, all. No, 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 no. Like for my birthday, like yeah. that was that was very. I appreciate it. Yeah, was, I appreciate You're you. It was. Fun. I will never fucking go back. Well, right. So let's talk about what your experience was there. <laughs> well, so that's kind of my low, I want to say. <gasps> Shut up. Yeah. yeah. Well, because it was so built up in my head, you know, as a kid. I never thought like it would be any different. My experience now, compared to and, when I was eight. And that's why I booked it because I was like, John has this idea and he's begging to go. And I was like, he has this idea of what it is. And it's built up from the time he was eight. I was like, he needs to go and see it as an adult to realize that it's like super cheesy. The food is mediocre and it's not as great as he thinks. But I mean, it was still a fun experience. You probably, super did expensive. you ever watch the movie Cable Guy with Jim Carrey? Uh, no, it I It was think so. probably a little, you were a little too young. But anyways, he goes to medieval time. It's like, really? I thought you knew when I was screaming that sound out at medieval times, you knew oh, what I was doing. I mean, I just, that's something you would do anyway. <laughs> so it didn't shock me. I wasn't like, oh, John's making this weird trumpet noise as if he's welcoming. Right, right. Well, the but, war. but in the movie, it still looked cool. I was like, all right, so this this is what I remember as, as an eight year old. So it must be the same. Anyways, we went there. It was kind of expensive to well, go. The, the beers alone. That's bullshit. Yeah. Listen, medieval times, I love the concept. I think it's a great idea. I think you fucked us on the beer aspect. Yeah, we for go sure. to get just two beers. We just go to get two beers. And he's like, all right, well, you got to pick one of these glass steins. But then I saw people with plastic cups. So right. that's kind of bullshit. So I'm yeah. like, all right, I guess I'll get these two steins. He's like, $50 for, for two, two beers. beers. He's like, but you get to keep the stein. And it's $9 a beer. I was like, that. you don't understand, sir. We packed our bag so that we are just at the, we're oh, not the going weight over limit the weight bag. limit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm proud. You have a skill for that. I know, we're I, going so off topic, but I like Alex is able to just hold the bag and know that it's right at 50 pounds or like 49.2 pounds. Well, we don't have to I, pay more. I could feel it. Like I compare it to like a dumbbell and I'm like, Mm, 50 I could usually hold with like two hands this is like pretty similar and if it's like super easy I know it's under it's good for you I can't figure that out at all so always at American Airlines they're like are you checking a bag we're like yes Look, we got 49.2 but the best part was that we did sign up for pre-check finally and we were able to just finally. like that was nice fly through although I will say depending on the time that you go and the airport that you go to matter. yeah I feel like half the people have pre-check too right the best part though is like you don't have to take your shoes off or your shit out of your bag and we have so much gear that's true so that was nice right uh, whatever well, it was okay I mean what were we saying so your low is medieval times <laughs> okay so I think it was like 200 something for us to go you said and you know we go there the food <laughs> <laughs> what did he call the chickens? Mini, little dragon little babies. Yeah, something. dragon babies. <laughs> I just, I don't know. 
eating with my hands, I thought it would be cool. I'd, and then it wasn't. And then just the smell of like horse shit and like hay and stuff. Then Alex had an asthma well, attack. I was going to say, this goes into my low because I have an allergy to animals that like I'm not used to their dander. So like <laughs> new dogs, if I'm, if I'm like sleeping at a friend's house and there's a lot of dog hair, like I will have an allergy attack. And so I just, I bring my inhaler when I go and travel. But like, just fucking I wheezing during <laughs> the night stand up. She's like, okay, put this between... <laughs> But between the dust and like the horse hair flying around, I was like, I am in trouble. As you're drinking your mead soup with horse hair. Oh, in yeah. It. Oh, yeah. I was dying. I was struggling, but I was like, I'm going to make it through and have fun. So I like left to like blow my nose for a minute. But when the show was over, I was like, I got to step outside. <laughs> and so John's like, all right, I'm going to use the bathroom before we go on our two and a half hour journey home. And so I'm standing outside and I just like pull up my phone. I'm like scrolling through social media. And I guess I looked like I was struggling because one of the staff members <laughs> walked over to me. She, he goes, ma'am, are you okay? And I was like, me? And he was like, yeah, it looks like you're shallow breathing. Do, oh, do you God. need help? And I was like, I good eye. I was like, I'm. I actually do need help. I was like, but no, I'm. He's just, like, this this bee's <laughs> fucking drunk. Oh yeah, he thought that I was on drugs for sure. But I was like, <laughs> no, I'm literally just trying not to sneeze. And then he was like, do you need a tissue, anything? I was like, I have one in my bag. So, but he like kept his eye on me until you came over because I think he thought I was gonna pass out. But I almost did. Yeah, that was. I almost did. You you need to have it with you at all times. I don't know why. You I don't. mean, because it's not like it's not like I, I think I, it's all animals though. It's all animals. <laughs> you never know, but. I want to end. I want to end. Don't you this. grow out of that though? Like, I'm not why you. Am I, why am I a puss? I want to end this though with I respect medieval times. I feel like we're bashed in medieval oh, yeah. times, but as a kid, all the kids were going crazy. They loved it. Yeah. Like, it's for kids. And even though some people went for their honeymoon, honeymoon, yeah, like, two people went for their honeymoon, which was interesting, but the kids loved it. And I could see how, why it's so awesome. Yeah. You know, and like the show was really good. Like, they do right. a, a great job. I can't imagine how hard it is to do that stuff, but I know why, like, as a kid, I wanted to be one of those. <laughs> Yeah. Like these are the most badass mofos yeah. I've ever seen. I do think if we went with a bigger group of like ten people and we all like ripped shots before, it might, it would have been a different experience. Right. But it was me and you sober. Then you would have been actually shallow breathing outside from <laughs> yeah. from alcohol. Yeah, they would have been like, "This bitch needs to go." <laughs> but Wait. my high though, going back to the VR experience. Yeah. Remember when we used to talk about like. What's a, I need a hobby. Like we need more hobbies. <laughs> You're gonna sound like such a nerd. Right well, now. the fucking VR is the cool. I've never yeah. done it before. That was so fucking awesome, and I can't imagine what it's gonna be like in ten years. So from the now. guy too. He like it was just John and I. You could go in like teams of four or teams of two, but because everyone who like we knew in LA, they were like busy doing things. So I was like, and okay, adults. <laughs> yeah, and <they're> adults. <laughs> I was like, all right, John, this is just me and you. <laughs> so we go, and the guy's like, all right, this is like an escape room but virtually but uh, so as soon as he's an escape room i go i am fucked well, yeah that's what i thought too because i'd never done this an escape room before and neither of us have done like a virtual reality experience so he was like communication is huge and so obviously oh, we're like, we got this we got this so at least i hope we got it so we get in there and john and i are just yelling <laughs> i wish that we had video of how we were interacting well this with whole each time other. where we're actually hooked up we're in two separate rooms yeah. so they put alex's headset on first I didn't know that. she thought this whole time we we're in there for like 35 minutes she thought i was right next to her the whole time but i was in a different room than yeah her. so she's like feeling around trying to grab me I'm like what the fuck are you doing <laughs> i was like come here and hug me <laughs> but i'm honestly i'm so proud of alex because she doesn't really play games she's play halo or whatever but like she was like all right we got to shoot this we got to open up this and i'm sitting there like i don't know no, no 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 i feel like we both were a good team because there was other things that you were like 
you, I was protecting you from that you dragon thing. Like, I, I didn't know to shoot the flaming arrows at like the vines. Wow. Well, whatever. Knew that. Go team. Yeah, I was, go it was team. fucking awesome. So we got out of there. And what, what did he say to us? He was like, you guys, this is like a record time. He was like, you guys figured this shit out. He was like, you have an hour to do it and you guys finish it in like 30 minutes. Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah. I think it's because we just yell at each other. We're like oh, not we polite. Screaming. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. It, so it was in the like, wax John, museum. Throw that to me. Oh, I know. Screaming, cussing. There's kids around. I'm like, oh my God. At one point, <laughs> I turn around and in the VR world, I turn around and it looks like Alex is right fucking behind me. And I turn around and scared the shit out of me. I like scream so loud. And I I thought that you were so i was like why can't i feel you i was so confused you think i was like running away from you yeah i was like come here <laughs> little did i know you were in a whole nother room but it was really it was awesome. an insane experience i would i would recommend it to anyone and do it again but we i want like the oculus things now yeah it's, my buddy sean has that i tried it yesterday it was People are gonna cool. be like you guys come out on a friday night we're gonna be like we're busy <laughs> it's just gonna be we're, me and you we're next to each other with our <laughs> oculus just like screaming yeah like the epitome of like what I would never want to become as a person. I love it. I want to be yeah. that. Stay inside. Yeah. Play an Oculus. Oh my gosh. Well, it's a fucking workout. That VR, I was sweating. I was sweating afterwards. Yeah, we were shooting those bow and arrows. Screaming, standing. Anyways, enough about that, but it was really cool. My other high though from that trip was uh sitting next to Noah Cyrus, my Miley Cyrus's sister at sushi. I was like, Alex, who is that? I had no <laughs> yeah. idea who that was. I was like, oh my gosh. That's Miley Cyrus's sister. This whole sister. Mall sushi place in, was it in Calabasas? Uh, Calabasas, yeah. Calabasas. Calabasas, yeah. So fun. <laughs> yeah, you know, where the Kardashians live. Oh, is that where they live? Yeah. Well, I think that that's like where they grew up. I don't anyway, know if they well, all live there now. So it's like a five table sushi place apparently they go to. And it was actually really good sushi. Yeah. I don't remember what it was called, but it doesn't matter. It right. was good. We waited for fucking ever, but apparently they've been around for years and they just stick to their guns. They don't care who you are. If you're Kim K, Kanye, Conor McGregor. You wait in line like everyone yeah, else. They make, they make you wait. So uh, Noah Cyrus, I saw her walk in, put her name in, and she waited just like like everyone Sat else. Sat right in her Land us. Rover, chilling, waiting. <laughs> Seriously. But then our managers, they told us um, that, was it Conor McGregor? No, it was um, Chuck Liddell. Oh, yes. He went in. And was throwing a fit that like they wouldn't move him up on Chuck the Chuck Liddell, list. if you're listening, no disrespect. Please don't. <laughs> but you have to wait just like the rest of us. Right, right. <laughs> but anyways, I digress. It was a good trip. We had fun. Awesome. Um, and it took a toll on my body. And now I feel like a piece of shit. But, uh, <laughs> but anyway, today, John, we have a special guest on. And it's very interesting because... John and I always talk about how communication, is, communication key. is key, like to have a healthy relationship, good communication, yada, yada. But we learned the opposite. I mean, communication is important. Well, I think we just heard a different Take. point of view yes. on what causes bad communication. So, John, today we have Dr. Abby Medcalf joining us, and she is a best-selling author, TEDx speaker, psychologist, podcast host, and a fellow New Yorker. She's just all around a relationship expert. After working with couples for over 30 years, she's uncovered the real reason why relationships fail, and it might actually surprise you. We're super excited to have her on the podcast. Welcome, Dr. Dr. Abby. Abby. I'm really excited to be here. I could we were already chatting. I, could talk I know, about I know. We were like, we need to hit record because we're just having these great conversations, <laughs> but we're so excited to have you on. You are the relationship expert. And so yeah. 
it just only makes sense to have you on That's our great. podcast. So you worked with couples for over 30 years. And to us, our favorite word is communication. That's like something that we- That's our thing. Are, we always say on our podcast, it's like, if people are arguing, if there's a fight happening, it is always about good having good communication. But according to you and your research, that is not always the case. So I'd love for you to dive into what your study is on that. So every, and, and I've actually been doing this almost 40 years now. Oh, wow. Fine to say, I know I kind of say 30, make myself seem younger, but <laughs> <laughs> so here's the deal. So, and, and I've worked, you know, in business and all kinds of different things. And, and it took me many years to figure this out. But over time, I realized people would always come in and say, our problems, we don't communicate. I would go into a, a, an, a, a company and work with a team. We're not communicating well, right? Everywhere, couples, mm -hmm. we're not communicating. And that is a problem, but it's actually a top problem. It's a symptom of a problem because so many people, they go and they get good communication tools. Like they would come to me and I'd say, oh, do this, do that. Here you go. And, you know, my brilliant ideas, right? So they would go do these ideas and they would change for a little while. And then they would go back to old behaviors. I'm sure you relate. Like most people relate to that. Yeah, we've mm -hmm. made changes, but they don't stick. So I was all about why aren't they sticking? Like, what's the deal? You know, yeah, it's hard to change a habit, but it said to me that there was something we were missing that ever, I mean, everyone you talk to can, has a story like that. Mm -hmm. So I really started to look at how people were talking to each other and really what was getting said. And I realized that there's so much, we're like fish who don't know we're wet. There is so much that's a part of, you know, the fabric of how we just are, especially here in the States, but I work internationally. So I can tell you it's kind of, it's everywhere. And that we take it for granted. We think it just is, but it's the problem. And that is that we say things like, it's your turn to put away the dishes, mm -hmm. right? So we'll say that to our partner. Now, immediately it's your turn. So that means I'm keeping score. That means I'm noticing whose turn it is, right? And we take turns in games. That's where we take turns, right? Or we take turns out to be polite in society. You know, it's your turn to drive or merge, you know? It's, we're keeping score. And that's really the the actual cancer eating at your relationship is that there's competition. We compete as a couple for, for resources. And the biggest one is usually time. That's the one and money too, but time is, is really the biggie. And so, because why do I care? Like, why am I even tracking who put away the dishes last? Why don't I put away the dishes? Because, oh, I love my partner. That's one less thing for them to do. What a nice mm -hmm. thing to do. I'll put away the dishes, right? That's how we want to live, but we don't. And it's because we see each other on sort of opposite sides of something like two different teams. If you get something, I have less. So you went out with your friends on Friday. That means I have a pass for Saturday, right? You spent money in the couple on, you know, these watches you like to collect. So I'm going to go get a luxury bag, right? I'm like, we're, I'm always tit for tatting it. You know what I mean? Like I'm always seeing what you're doing and forget when you have kids, <laughs> then it gets really bad. Oh my gosh. Then I can't even like, imagine. <laughs> then it's like off, off the chain. Then it's, you know, I took Sophie to baseball on Monday. So you have to go on Friday with Jack to piano. And I'm going to, you know, we do all this quote unquote divide and conquer, but listen to that divide, mm -hmm. divide, divide, divide. So all that's happening is you're getting farther and farther from your person that you love. And so that's the real problem is this way we keep score and compete with our partners. And then of course we don't trust them. And that means you don't communicate. That's why the communication fails. Cause we don't truly trust our partners have our best interests at heart. And that when that breaks down, then of course my communication is going to break down. 
So you're saying that uh, competition is basically the precursor to like failed communication, I guess. Yep. Yep. How does a couple get to that? Like what starts, what, what makes that happen? Having that competition? Yeah. It's, it's again, if that's the part about the fish, not knowing we're what, you know, we, we get raised this way. I mean, when I was, when I was growing back in the day, <laughs> um, you know, it was really that way. You know, I grew up in the sixties, seventies, you know, we're talking like, um, I, like things we were just coming out of when I was born, women couldn't have credit cards. When I was born, women couldn't sue for divorce. When I was born, wait, yeah. what? Uh-huh. I did not know that. Yes. So, and I'm not, I'm not that old people. I'm 58, but you know, my jaw I mean, is dropped though. I had no that clue. So that you, is wild. wild. It's wild. So women couldn't have bank accounts. Women couldn't, this is in my lifetime. lifetime. In my lifetime. I mean, that's not that long ago. If you think about no, it, that's no, crazy. No, no, that, that is not long crazy. ago at all. That I is crazy. Know. So we've had this idea and it was always then, you know, and you got to remember before that marriages were always a, a business deal. It mm-hmm. wasn't anything different than that. Romantic love is very new in the world. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and even in the United States, you know, it's a, it's legal. It's a contract. You sue for divorce. You, you sue someone to this person you love, you sue them to get out of the marriage. You know, like it's, it's a very different thing than we like to think it is. So it got mm-hmm. set up this way where people would, again, divide, you think about way back, you know, women were cooking and men were out in the fields or hunting or whatever, right. Or out, you know, and then as I, you know, women would be home with the kids and men would be at work, you know, whatever their work was. And it was very divided who did what, right. It was very divided. And so we ended up starting to really talk in that language, you know, my better half, my other half, <laughs> the one that makes me throw up in my mouth. He completes me. <laughs> he completes me. Yeah. Like, oh. You should listen to the, the vows that we hear sometimes and oh. we'll like, give each other eyes across, across the ceremony. Yeah, We're like, I'm oh, geez. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. hurts. Like, oh. yeah. 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 Right. So, you know, it's still part of even that we give vows, you know, we give these rings that are symbols of coins, you know, like it's, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a transactional thing. And so we've, even though it's, we marry now mostly for love, right. Supposedly, or, you know, something like love, it's still there. We just don't realize it, that we think that way. If you ask most people, you know, they'll say marriages are 50, 50 relationships are 50, 50, you know, it's not 50, 50, it's a hundred, a hundred. Like I tell you that right now, if I gave 50% at work, would I expect a raise? Yeah. Yep. Would I expect promotions? No. So why on earth am I giving 50% of my relationship? <laughs> and again, it's the waiting. It's like, well, I'm going to do this and then I'll see if you do that. And then I'll see if I want to do this thing. Right. Where, or even I didn't say I love you first. I'm waiting for him to say it. I'm wait- like all this, hmm. like shenanigans, all this, like, I really sound old shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> all these little ways that we are setting ourselves apart and on opposite sides. So it's such a good question because it's been around forever. Yeah. So we don't think about it. And now we say things like, you know, take this off my plate. You need to pull your weight. Uh, you have to do your fair share, right? This is all part of our language that we've never questioned. And it just happened that I questioned it. I thought this actually, I don't think this is right. <laughs> I, I think there's something wrong with the way we're thinking about relationships. And I will tell you, here's the, here's the real part about it is are the way our brains work, because I'm all about like, how, I won't get too brainy on it, or <laughs> too sciencey, because I won't get too crazy. But 
So here's what usually happens. I'll give someone a tool, right? I'll say, okay, go try this at home. Start setting intention with your partner. Like let's, you know, let's move the needle. Um, you know, the name of my book is be happily married, even if your partner won't do a thing. So I'm like, you can do it. You can shift the energy of your relationship. You don't have to wait for the other person. And so they'll, and you know, they're in my, they're like, okay, okay, Abby, I got, you know, I'm like a cheerleader. I'm like, go get them. You know, you can do it. (laughs) And so they go out and they have this little tool and they use it. But what's happening is they doubt they're thinking, our problem's been going on a long time. Abby, you know, Abby's little tool, setting intention. Please. This is the way that it is. Right. Yeah. We've made changes before. They never stick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't, we can't really change if he won't change or she won't change. Right. We, we get this in our heads. Like it really can't change. So what happens to that is this doubt, right? We have doubt. We have doubt. So we try out the tool, right? I'm trying it, but I, that's the key thing. I'm just trying it. I I'm seeing the only reason I'm seeing it to see if you'll do something different. And if you don't, I'm going to stop using this tool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So here's the deal. So our conscious brains process information at a rate of 50 bits per second and our unconscious brains process information at a rate of 11 million bits per second. This is a work of Timothy Wilson, right? So get that. So I, I don't hear what my partner says. I hear what they mean. And everyone has been in the situation you've been, you know, at work or somewhere and you, someone's talking and they sound, they're saying all the right things, but you feel like they're full of shit. You're just mm-hmm. like, right. Yeah. All, all the time. <laughs> right. All, me too. Like I'm yeah. mostly, I'm like, mm. that's the 11 million bits you are picking up. So you can say all the right things. Someone could have all the right presentation, but you, you pick up and sometimes you don't even know what it is. You're just like, mm, I don't know. I just didn't like that guy. I'm not sure why I just, you can't name it. That's that 11 million bits of your unconscious picking this up. Mm-hmm. So when I'm talking to my partner and I'm using my new great tool that Abby taught me, but I doubt it and I don't think it's going to work. That's what my partner picks up on. They pick up on the doubt. And they're, so they're hearing it and they're like, let's see how long this lasts. Yeah. <laughs> let's, see. let's see if she's, uh, she's nice now. Let's see how long that lasts. Right. So they don't change because they're waiting. I'm using my tool, but then he doesn't change. So I'm like, oh, this doesn't work. And I stopped doing it. And then he's like, see, I knew it. I knew she wasn't going to stick to it. And then they come back to my office and try to tell me that the tool didn't work. And I'm like, oh, no, no. Oh, no, no, my love. <laughs> this, this does work. You didn't work. Like, you weren't a lot. And as soon as I start asking questions, sure enough, they're like, well, I was waiting for him. I'm waiting for ever. We're always waiting for, you know, we're waiting. I'm waiting to hear I love you. I'm waiting. No, it, it's, and that's the whole point. Then you're giving 50% and you're expecting a hundred percent and that's not going to happen. I think you said something about this in your Ted talk where you were like, it starts with you or like, you need to change. If, if you're the one with the issue or the problem, like you need to yeah. focus on yourself first and like work yeah. on yourself. Is that yeah. kind of what you were saying? I, I say it as the one in the most pain needs right, to change. Right. And people hate hearing this, you know, hate hearing this, but it's the truth. So your partner's not, if you're the one complaining, you're the one in the most pain. It might look like they're in more pain than you because they're miserable or sad or anxious, but they don't know they're in pain. So you're the one who wants the change. You're the one who's trying to drive things. You're the one. So guess what? You're the one who has to work on you first. And because of this 1150 versus 11 million bits, as you change the people around and you truly start to have compassion for your partner and patience, and you're just in it. Like, I'm going to love you no matter what you I'm, committed to you. So it's going to work. I'm going to keep at it. I'm going to be dogged with my like, just compassion and kindness. And I'm going to wear you down. I'm going to wear you down with it. 
how do you, how do you like actively though work towards that? Like, how do you actively continue to do these things for your partner? And if they're keeping score and if they're not, and they're not actually pulling their weight, you know, like, cause there's a lot of like self-talk that you have in your brain. That's just naturally being like, well, they're not doing what they should be doing. And I am doing all of these tasks while they're doing their own thing. And I don't get my Saturdays free. I'm taking care of the kids. How do you actually work through that? Because I can imagine that being really difficult. It doesn't have to be, but yeah, it's, it's a mindset shift, right? Mm -hmm. So there's a few answers to that. One is that women and men, you know, I, I joked earlier, we can't all be lucky lesbians, right? Like, <laughs> no, I'm heterosexual. I'm dealing with it. Like that's right. just, you know, I, I, sorry, I, ladies. I know. Well, I, kind of, I, I love I, men. I know it's yeah. like, it's hard. I, However, you know. but I feel like a lot of these issues like fall into gender stereotypes just because of, you know, our roles that we've been put into just growing up. And, you know, now that we're working women out here, we have a lot of expectations that we're supposed to fulfill yeah. all these roles. Not with you, John, because you know, you're great. <laughs> I, I think it's how you're raised hundred percent. I well, mean, coming from my right. mom, who's like a strong independent woman, you know, learning from her and like, she, you know, made me do chores, do certain things. It's I think it just made me grow up to like respect the opposite sex and also like be aware of like my contribution. Well, because so. you always say like, we are a team and you want us to both have free time. Like if I'm busy working, you're working. Like if I'm, you know, busy doing something and you see that the trash needs to be taken out, like there is no keeping score because we're trying to make each other's lives easier. But I'm talking that's, about like people that's first, first, that's first. Mm -hmm. is that you have to have it in your head that you want to make this person's life easier. Like mm -hmm. that is like a goal, right? Right there, you're pointing the ship in the right direction. You, you can focus on what you don't want or what you do want. You have a choice. And, and I'm just going to tell you, you're going to be a lot happier when you focus on what you do want. Right. So, so, but saying that, I, but I want to go back to where we were. So some of it's how you raised for mm -hmm. sure. Like it is. And even with that, we know that, you know, we know in the United States that when, when, when men and women marry, men live longer. Women live less. We live, we live about a year less. When we I thought it was opposite. We, oh, no, no. Oh, I didn't know that. No, I didn't know that men either. Men are the ones who, who benefit from marriage. <laughs> I get that. I mean, especially like healthy eating. <laughs> yeah. There's, I mean, you live longer. You do. We also, women do about seven hours more of housework a week when they're married than when they're not. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff on this. Like there's all kinds, the, the research is quite impeccable. Like there's no, it is. Wow. Yeah. And it is right. Women carry the emotional labor too. So I might have a dad who gets up in the middle of the night and said, I had this not long ago with a couple. And he said, well, I got up in the night, our kid had a fever and I was up and she got to sleep. And I said, was there Tylenol in the house? Was there a thermometer? Do you, did you call the kid's doctor the next day? Did you call school? Do you know the school? Do you know the kid's did doctor's you, name? <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I said, that's the emotional labor. So it's very mm -hmm. nice that you spent a few hours. Great. Mm -hmm. It's your kid. Right. But you didn't, all this stuff is happening that you're not even aware is going on. Right. Mm -hmm. So that, but that's a separate issue. But for this, like this little, you know, this little piece that we're talking about, some of it is just, it's this expectation. It's not understanding that men and women are different. Like, like I said, we're not all lucky, right? Like here we are in this heterosexual relationship. If you are, um, I don't want to use gender normative stereotypes, but we, it's kind of, we're going to brushstroke that. And so here I am in this and and I'll give you this great example. My husband once my the air was low on my tire. And 
I grew up, you know, New York city. I grew up in New York city. I don't know from tires and cars. Like yeah. people ask me what kind of car I have. I say silver. Like yeah. I, I don't, I don't understand. Car. I, it's not a thing for me. Right. So I didn't drive till later. Like I don't understand cars. So I didn't know what that meant that the air was low. I didn't, I really didn't know, but I didn't realize I didn't know. I just, it was like, I'm overwhelmed. I got kids, I got stuff. I'm like, I can't deal with that. So I'm going to ignore it. Right. So that's what I did. Right. So then like two days later, he's looking, he's like, like, babe, the air is really low. This is dangerous. You're driving the kids around. You can't do that. You got to get it filled. I was like, okay, did not do it. I still, I'm like, I, <laughs> That's I, know, with my oil. I don't know what yeah. denial I was yeah. in, but I was not doing it. Come out that weekend and he's driving up in my car. And I was like, what'd you take my car for? He goes, I put air in the tire. Like, you know, and I acted like the man split the atom. Okay. <laughs> I acted like, Oh my, I was like crying practically yeah. because of the stress. I thought I had to take my car, drop it off all day at the mechanic. I did not know that you go to like a gas station. And right. right. I had no idea. And we have one on the corner, gas station mm-hmm. on the corner. So to him, this took him five minutes, literally. And he, and I said, oh my God, thank you so much. I'm like in tears, right? He's going, okay, easy there. And he, I said, thank you. I'm so grateful. And he said, you know, I started thinking and I realized you're like the most competent person I know. And I thought, I don't know why she, I was about to come in and yell at you because I was about to be like, what are you doing that it's like, you're going to ruin the rim. But I thought she's not doing it for a reason. I'll just do it. Like the time it took, right? So it took him five minutes, but that was huge in my world for Mm -hmm. me feeling cherished, feeling taken care of, feeling safe, feeling all the things that I need. The whole reason I'm with him. Okay. Like it's not that he mows the lawn. Well, that was never on the list. Right. Right. Things. So that little act of five minutes, even though it to me is worth volumes, but when you're comparing hour to hour, that's where you get into trouble, you know, or comparing task to task. So you have to stop doing that because, and I compare it a lot to like a pride Alliance, you know, the, the male lions really don't do much right now. Mm-hmm. Hour hour. Yeah. Have sex and they, and they scare off hyenas. That's like their job, right? That takes like maybe an hour a day. I don't yeah. know. What that is, right. But the females are taking care of all the babies. They're hunting all day. They do all the food they're doing about right hour to hour. Let's say a good 90% of what's happening in the pride, but no job is less important. No, you have to have both for the pride to live. So if you're just comparing like that, that's where you get into trouble, right? That's number one. Number two is you have to stop looking at your partner as when you, what we do in a couple is if I can't, if something comes into the couple, right, this has to happen. Johnny has to go to piano lessons. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. I'm making this up, but I immediately think, can I do it? I can't do it. I don't have time. So I go to my partner and I go, you got to get Johnny to piano on Thursday. That's what happens. Right. That's the problem. We, and you guys said it before, and it's so right. You're a team. We're a team. And if I, and we're a shared battery. So if, if my battery is depleted and then my partner's battery is depleted, it's doing the same thing. It's depleting my battery and vice versa. So if, if my partner has a full battery and mine's depleted, it's helping the couple. It's helping us, right? He's going to be more patient. He's going to have more you know, time for things. He's going to be more thoughtful and vice versa right? If, if I'm, if my battery's full, but mm-hmm. we always look to our partners to take something off our plate or to share or to whatever, as opposed to, I tell people, there's two things you can do. One is you can get things off your plate that don't have to be there that you sure have to be. So like when our kids were little, we didn't put money into retirement for a while. Cause I was paying for help. I was mm-hmm. like, Nope, not gonna put money in retirement for a while, even though that was like a thing, right? Yep. But it was like not worth the relationship. 
we're not doing that. So we gave that up, that idea that we have to do something. We gave it up. We didn't put, my kids were in one sport at a time, one sport. We did not have, even though they wanted three and even though they wanted to do this, they didn't take, you know, my kids are not going to go to Harvard, by the way, but my kids are rad. I love, I have teenagers and I love them. They're so sweet and kind and fun and funny and great. And yeah, they're not going to Harvard. You don't have like, to go to Harvard to be successful. Case in point. Hello. <laughs> are you looking at me or are you talking about like both of us? Me and you. <laughs> both of you. Yeah. You know, it's just a way of looking at, but people get it in their heads. Like this has to happen. This mm-hmm. has to happen. This has to be, I'm going to ruin my child's future if we don't do this thing. Or it has to happen that the kitchen's clean every night before we go to bed. And so you got to let things go. Come off the collective plate, shared plate, shared plate. So this other thing that's so important is to look for resources outside the couple. So stop looking at your partner, right? Look outside the couple. So if you need to, uh, you could have in your head that, well, it's not right. You know, that my partner has time or my kids should be able to clean up the dog poop in the backyard. You've stepped in the dog poop five times and you're tired of complaining about it. You know, it's time to just say, would I rather be correct or effective? And I always want to be effective and it's not effective for me to keep complaining to my family or, you know, badgering my husband about something. So I'm going to guess what? Hire someone outside. And sometimes Gary, Gary would get a little bit like, well, I can do it. You know, I'll get to the dog door. So we just have a thing now where I say, no problem. Two weeks from today, you got two weeks, all yours. But if you don't do it in two weeks, I'm not going to remind you. I'm not going to ask again. If it's not done in two weeks, I'm going to call a guy, the guy. And then if you're not consistent, because you could do it in two weeks, but are you going to keep keep doing it? <laughs> well, well, yeah, if that's well, that's the dog poop, right? But I'm yeah. like fixing the dog door or something. Right. You know, like, all right. Yeah. Well, like you see, like, outsourcing in a relationship is also just like outsourcing. Like if you have a business for us, like, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to outsource that. So you have more time to do other things that are more important. And then like, if it's in your relationship, it's more time that you guys can take to like focus on each other. That was like one huge thing though, that we learned this past year was to outsource anything that we could, you know, even if it came down to washing a car, I was like, if it's going to save us time that we could get back to spend with each other or do something else that we could do, why would you not, if you have or rest, Yeah. Or rest or just do nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Mm -hmm. It's so great to look at your life and just go, yeah, what can go? Mm -hmm. Like what either doesn't have to happen. Like I said, what could be a minus or what can be outsourced in some way? I love it. So you look at your work. I have a lot of people who have regular full-time jobs, but they're, you know, they make good money at them, but they are wearing kind of too many hats and I'll have them pay out of pocket to have like a virtual assistant to handle scheduling the vacations and, or even their tickets for work, you know, plane tickets for Mm -hmm. work or something. Like I say to them, it's worth a few hundred dollars a month. If you have it to pay someone to be your, your job. A lot of jobs won't hire assistants for people. You know, they won't do it. They're like, no, we don't want to do that. But guess what? You can hire your own. Yep. You can hire your own and just have them help with all these things. And I can't tell you how many people have done that. And they're, they're just, they're blown away by how different their life is. And yeah, I, in my business, I always think if it's something I, I have to do, like creating something, meeting with a client, doing my podcast, right. Those aren't things I can outsource, but every single other thing, like if you ask me how I upload my podcast to the, I don't know, I I really don't. And I don't, I don't need to. I don't need to. Mm-hmm. And if my VA drop, God forbid, she's fabulous, drop dead tomorrow, I'd find someone else who knew how. Yeah. Very quickly. So don't 
a lot of people think, well, I need to know how to do that. I need to know how to fix the back fence. You know, no, you don't. You really don't. Like, if you want to do that in retirement, party on. If that's a hobby, sure. Well, but- we say that too, because people joke about like our generation, how we don't know how to do anything. And I'm like, but you don't know, like, you know, for instance, my parents, my dad, he owns a construction company. He could build, oh, build a house with all the materials in a garage. No, right. I'm like, but do you know how to create a TikTok? No, you don't. There you go. <laughs> so, so I'll so, you show know, you. Yeah, there's, there's certain things, but you outsource what you actually don't have to do if someone else can do that. But, you know, it's funny because you don't really think of it relationship wise. I've only ever thought of it business wise that like, you know, to do that in our relationship would probably be helpful, like to have, you know, you know, to without a doubt, Mm -hmm. if you're arguing every day about the dishes, Mm -hmm. hire someone to come in and do dishes every night from five to six. I don't know. Like there's, you'd be shocked. At what you can find, uh, you know, we have TaskRabbit, we, right, we have all kinds of ways to do that. But I'll also say you, if, if it's something that you're, that has a lot of meaning for you, like, I don't know, like you'd like to do it a certain way, you know, you also can try to give up having it done a perfect one way. Try to so how do you communicate to your partner though, without, you know, it's sounding competitive or competing in a world where maybe you don't have the finances to hire out someone to do all of these things for you, but you know that your partner has the time and, and it's like, you don't want to be naggy, but how do you communicate? Like, think of that. Even as you're saying it, they have the time you're deciding that they have time. Time is bullshit. So let me give you this. I'm going to, I'm going to blow your mind right now. you ready. Your day should not is don't look at your day. Like 24 hours. That's what we do, right? We go 24 hours. I have to do these things on my task list. This is where they're going to fit in. But how many people have tons of time at night? They got tons of time. They're like, I'll work out at night, right? I'll work out tonight. Got tons of time. I get home from work at six, eat dinner by seven. I don't go to bed till mm-hmm. 11, right? That's a, that's five hours. I've got so much time Four hours. sorry. I've got so much time. <laughs> Math's not my thing. <laughs> it's not how much time. And then you're, you're binge watching Netflix and eating food. You shouldn't, right? Because it's not about time. It is how much mind is left in your day. Not how much time you only have so much emotional bandwidth to use every day. That's all you got. And when it's gone, it's gone. So you're deciding, you're looking at your partner going, well, they have time, but do they have bandwidth? Because if they did, they would do it. Trust me. If they, no man I've ever met, for example, because it's usually this way, right? It's usually women. Like you need to do this thing. No man I've ever met in 40 years of doing this has said to me, I'm really trying to piss off my woman. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait to piss her off. Occasionally you get some total a-hole who's, you know, passive aggressive and doing, but that is so rare. Men in my, as I've seen, who are partnered with women want to please them. That's what they really, they want them to be happy. They don't, they don't want to be nagged. They don't want to be bugged. They, they want them to be happy. It's less trust for them. Why would they want to aggravate their right. wife where it's just worse on them? Yeah. Thank you. They get, they're not stupid. They get that. So if they're not putting away the dishes at night, like they promise, there's a reason, even though they have time and you're, we, as women, we decide, well, they have time. I could say I could do 10 things in that time. It doesn't matter. We are built differently. Again, not lucky lesbians. I am just like dying inside because this is so us when I think about our work, because again, we work together 24 seven, but I will work until 10 o'clock at night. So I'll look at John and if he wants to end at five or six and, you know, play video games or cook or go grab a beer with his dad, Uh I look at him and I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, we 
need to set boundaries and we're yes. done. Like, I mean, I'm- if we start working at six 30 in the morning, I'm like, okay, is, that's the only t- thing I could think of a competition between us. I'm like, it's seven o'clock. Like I'm, I'm done. You're like, I'm and you're like, I'll you work get till to 10. be done. But by the way, you don't have to say, cause I've been working since six in the morning. No, we, like we both are working done. at that time. Right. Right. But what you're saying you're is like, you're done. just cause you're done. You don't have to prove yourself. You don't right. have to be like, Oh, I worked this many hours. I do like, feel guilty though. I do <laughs> yeah. feel guilty. And I'm like, That's you know, should I right, be doing the competition part? Here's uh, and I meant to ask you this, you know, because I didn't even realize it was competition just saying that right there, but I'm always like our goal. Like do you ever ask your couples that you spoke to, like, what's your goal? Do you have the same common goal? Cause that's what we're working towards. Like we have a company together and we're trying to grow and get to this certain right. point. And so like with that in mind, that's why we're always so, at least for us, courteous of one another, like whatever needs to get done. If I see it, I'm going to do it and vice versa for Alex. Yes. So, and I think just having that goal in mind is like, that's, what's really helped us. So I don't know. Have you discussed that with the couples that you've spoken to? Yeah. I mean, usually the goal is something like to be happy. Right. right. Yeah. And so then I broad. always have to break that down for them. That's like, so broad. That? Sounds like what is happiness? What does that mean? <laughs> exactly. To be fit. Like what is fit? Like what is happy? Right? right. Yeah. So I have to break that down for them and I'll say to them, how, like picture it. Are you laughing together? Mm-hmm. What are you laughing at? What are you doing? Like if, if you're in the, uh, just a, the best couple ever, like you're so in love with your partner, what is they, what is he or she saying to you? What are you saying to them? What are you doing? Like, those are the things to keep in mind because if you're again, complaining about, you know, the whiskers in the sink, because when my husband shaves, he doesn't, you know, put them all down. And then the toothpaste gets in there and it's really gross. Yeah. <laughs> and I want to complain about that. But you know, what's so interesting is number one, it takes me because I've timed it because I'm that insane. <laughs> I know I'm that, I'm that crazy woman. I am. It takes me. It's research. <laughs> average, an average, because I've timed it more than once. So I'm, I'm sorry, not sorry to say uh, four seconds, four seconds. This is a thing I want to complain to you about that you didn't wipe the sink well enough. Pick your battle. When I had my list of what I need in a dream man, by the way, like, you know, all the things I needed, he hits them all like out of the park, right? Out of the park. And not anywhere on that list was cleans the sink well. (laughs) So why am I talking about that? Like why? And usually we're complaining about those things. It's because the other things aren't being met. We don't feel cherished. We don't feel respected. We don't feel right. It's also because of the meaning we ascribe. So I see that, you know, I've asked him, you know, please make sure you rinse your hair in the sink. Cause otherwise I end up doing it. And it's kind of gross. And he's like, sure, that's reasonable. Right. So he does do it. He just doesn't do it. Like I like it. Right. So number one, the way I like it, isn't the right way. I know, trust me, I think it really is, but I have to understand it's not right? It's not the right way. It's not right to be the one who spends money and who saves money. Savers aren't right and spenders aren't wrong. Uh, Who wants sex more isn't right. And who wants sex less isn't wrong. You got to get over that. There's not a right thing. There's really not. It's the way you like it. So actually when I'm rinsing those hairs at the very end of the sink, it's for me. It's not for him. It's because how I like it. And if it takes me four seconds and he actually put in all that effort to at least try to get most of it right, why aren't I just saying thank you so much? And I know we have like weaponized incompetence on TikTok and everything. I, it's a bunch of crap as far as I'm concerned. Like, I understand that that happens. Um, oh, on the flip side, though, that someone can take advantage of that. And it's because so rare. Re- like, you feel truly you that right it is now, that rare? It's so rare. Hmm. People think that's all I ever hear. They're going to take advantage of me. You're with someone you love. 
that you want to spend your life with, have children with, buy a house, and you think on some level they would take advantage of you on purpose, really? You've got bigger fish to fry than hair in the sink. You've got to be kidding me. That's more of a conscious so, thing, I feel. It really is. You're, you're, this is something else. This is your insecurity. This is your, and really, is that taking advantage of me that he doesn't wipe the sink all the way? Really? Don't you think like self-reflecting though, too? Cause like, if I was looking at that, something I would think that's minuscule, like, but that might be really important to you. But if I was in your shoes and I'm cleaning the, the hair out of the sink, I'd be like, I'm sure there's some shit that I'm doing that yes. probably aggravates him. So it's like, thank you. I'm, you know, I understand where you're coming from, but I, I bet like, you know, you're not perfect either, like either one of us in that well, relationship. So I think like thinking about that, it's like, okay, it's really I'm, good mindset shift. Like I can mm-hmm. do this for him because I know he does stuff for me all the right. time mm-hmm. or doesn't say stuff or whatever it is. And again, this isn't why I married him. So why am I complaining about it? Let me go. Let me think though. Do I not? And we, def- we put definitions on it. He, he doesn't, he thinks I'm his maid. He doesn't appreciate me. He's taking advantage of me. We're defining something that isn't true at all. He doesn't think when you ask these men, cause that's what I do for a living. They are, it's the last thing on their mind. <laughs> Sometimes it's passive aggressive. I, I believe you. I know it is. I get it, but it is such a small part of the bigger piece. And it, when it is mm. passive aggressive, it's because I talk to these men and women who feel like no matter what they do, it's never enough. So great. I wiped the sink like she asked, but it wasn't good enough. Why do mm-hmm. I even bother? Mm-hmm. I wiped the counters. I, I cleaned up the kitchen like she asked. Right. But then I didn't do it. I left jelly somewhere. Or I, you know, I didn't wash the pan correctly. And I'm, that's all I hear about. And so for the other person, it's like, why do I even bother? Like, if it's never to the right specification. And that's really what the problem is. So let me give you this little bit. Here we go. So we have a part of our brain chemistry called the reticular activating system or an RAS for short, right? RAS. And your RAS is a filter between your conscious and your subconscious mind. So basically anything that you think consciously, it sends it as an order or an instruction to your unconscious to look for that thing. It's a survival mechanism. So uh, it, like if we're looking for food, right? We would pull out food in the environment so we could kill it. And <laughs> nowadays, the easiest example is if you've ever thought of buying a certain kind of car and then you go, right? It's everywhere. That car is everywhere. Right. Like, yes. oh my God, you're thinking, did, did I Google that? Is that how that's everywhere? Like, why is that? It's all over the road. Everywhere you drive, you see gray BMWs, if that's what yep. the dream car was, right? That's your RAS. You consciously thought about this car. It sent it as an order to your unconscious to look for that thing. Okay. Interesting. So if I always think my partner is nagging me, guess what? My that's the filter you're gonna that's see it the as filter. So yeah. my R, my RAS takes that as an order. Look for my partner nagging me, and it will. You'll get mm. proof all the time. And mm-hmm. here's the really scary part. This is they're scarier. <laughs> your RAS will filter out anything that doesn't match the criteria, because again, it's a survival skill. It doesn't want you distracted with all these other things. So it will filter out when your partner is appreciative, John's got, when you're, yeah. when they're appreciative, when they're loving, when they're kind. And I have had so many times in my office with a couple where he, she's like, you don't appreciate me. And he says, what are you talking about? I said, thank you last night for dinner this morning. I told you how beautiful you look, but he he's listing. It's like selective again. hearing. How do you, how do you counteract that? I'll tell oh, and I didn't even pay John yeah. <laughs> scripted scripted. That was not scripted. Tell me more, Dr. We are, we, are, we, are, we are so connected. It's so, <laughs> so 
what you do is you program it consciously on purpose. That's what you want to do. It, all of this is because you're unconsciously doing stuff. You're on autopilot. You have to take yourself off autopilot. So what you want to do is focus on what you do want. So you focus on, uh, you know, all the, I'm going to look for all the wonderful things my partner does for me today. I'm going to notice, and you will, I guarantee you, you can call, you can email me and tell me I'm wrong. Cause it's, I'm not. I'm telling you, I'm going to look for the thing because you'll notice things like, oh, they went to work today and they bring that money home and they there's he's so she's so generous with her paycheck, you know, or whatever. She went out today and um, oh, yeah, she picked up my dry cleaning on the way home from her work. You know, she thought about me and she did that like things that you took for granted before suddenly are the gray BMW on the road. Mm-hmm. Suddenly you're noticing them. They're taking, they're taking the, the point, right? Our brains are meant to think negatively. It's just how we're built. I won't even get, we don't even have time, but <laughs> yeah. it's how our brains are built. Right. And we know from the research, uh, Barbara Fredrickson did most of this research. It's called the happiness ratio or the positivity ratio. And we basically know that for every three things, three positive things that happen in the world, it takes one negative to cancel it out. Okay. So for every three positive interactions you have during your day, when one negative one, ha- oh, there it goes. Right. Affects you all- so much more. I mean, yes. look at my oh, wait. TikTok comments. One negative comment oh, yeah. ruins my day. There you go. Hundreds right? of nice ones. <laughs> oh yeah. You don't read those. <laughs> yeah. So, but here's the thing. John Gottman, who's a famous marriage researcher has found that that ratio for couples is five to one. Wow. Because we have higher expectations for our partners mm-hmm. that we do out in the world, right? Yeah. So forget this. So think of that. So for every five wonderful things John does, right? For every five wonderful, <laughs> lovely, kind things he does. When he does the one annoying thing, it's gone. And that is why you can't keep score, mostly. Because you think you're being realistic and you're not. You think you're seeing the world as it is and you're actually not, it's skewed. And we also have on top of that, a confirmation bias where we try to prove ourselves right. Mm-hmm. So when you put all the brain chemistry together with all the way our, psychologically we think, you are not, I know you think you are, but you're not. You're not seeing the world as it is. You're seeing it through a filter and you can change that filter. And so you've got, so, so to answer, I want to be very specific because it's so important, you know, actionable things people can take away. So the first thing you can do is think about today. I'm going to look for five things that my partner did. I'm going to find five. I'm going to find them five (laughs) things that I can appreciate about my partner or five things that he or she did. That's wonderful. The other thing you can do is a random act of kindness for your partner. That is putting the RES in that nice space, right? It's, it's, it's pushing you towards thinking of them in a positive, Ooh, what can I do for them today? And challenge it. One of my favorite things, to, and I still do it. I challenge myself for one week to do one nice thing a day for him that he doesn't know I did. So, right. He doesn't. And sometimes I try, he's like, who moved my socks? You know, like, I thought I had my, you know, clean laundry's in the drawer. How did that happen? You know, he's like, Oh, but mostly he's not. Or I just think I want to do something different every day. Yeah. Like, what's one new thing I can do every day. Even if he does know what's one new thing and to come up with something new that would make him, you know, feel happy about it. And it doesn't have to be big. It can, it, it's small. Like I put away the laundry. Like I'll do something like laundry's out or his workout clothes, you know, I'll, I'll put them in the laundry or, you know, I'll do something just easy that, and it, it's such a wonderful thing. Cause you, you're almost going like, Oh, what else can I do? What else can I do? Like you're in that instead of in the resentment and the frustration and that, and I have to tell you when you're doing that for your partner, they notice, they start to see it. And guess what happens? They reciprocate. Yeah. They start to feel excited about you too. 
They just do. Again, it's the 11 million bits, you know, they start to feel the love, even if you don't say it. And they just get in that space too. When one of the things I hear a lot, someone will say to me, uh, I was in a good mood. And then my partner came home in a bad mood. And then I was in a bad mood. Right. And I'm like, think about that. Why does the bad mood win? Where is that written? Why didn't your good mood, why were you the dominant vibration? Like, oh no, we're not in bad moods tonight. Oh no. That's me. I try to, I try to make my good mood overpower John's grumpy mood all the time. (laughs) That's good. Good. Keep doing it. It doesn't, it doesn't work. I don't know. Sometimes I think I win. (laughs) I I bet she does. You know, at the very least, don't you go to a bad mood because the other person is, you can be lovingly detached about that. Like you're in a space. John needs a minute. That's fine. He's allowed. I love him. He's allowed to, but I don't have to go there. Mm -hmm. I don't have, I have to make sure he doesn't treat me poorly. I have like, you know, I got boundaries, but if he just wants to be alone or, you know, be grumpy in the other room or play video games, party on, I love you. Let me, matter of fact, I'll bring you some chips and dip later, you know, like do your thing. But this idea that our partner, that something bad in the relationship has to take priority is what I want people to change. It doesn't have to, you can calibrate to something a little higher, right? You be the dominant, you be the dominant vibration in a really good way. And I will say I have, this is a segue, but it's good. I do have, and there really are free. (laughs) I have like a shop page on the website and on my website, and there is a meditation starter kit and there's a mindfulness starter kit and they're totally free. You don't, I don't do anything sleazy. You don't have to put in a credit card. There's nothing weird. (laughs) that happens. Um, you know, you'll be in my weekly love letter. I send out a weekly love letter. If you don't like it, it's an easy unsubscribe. You know, there's nothing weird there. I, there's nothing weird. I don't do anything weird. Um, it's meant to inspire you every week. There's something meant to inspire you every week to keep you on track, to be loving in your relationship. That's all it's meant or, and with yourself. So, but there's these free, if you want to learn how to be mindful and self-aware, I, there's free resources because it's at the base of everything I teach. If you're not self-aware, you won't realize this stuff. And so you have to get that down. But just like you go to the gym to, you know, improve your physical health. Why would you yeah. not do something like a tool like that to improve your mental health, ultimately your relationship? well-being, all the things, but you are just so full of knowledge. I feel like we can learn so much, just keep talking to you. I can't wait to like dive into all of your podcast episodes, but for any of our listeners, where can people find you? They can find me really my website's easiest thing. So it's abbymedcalf.com. So it's A-B-B-Y-M-E-D as in Donald, C-A-L-F, Dot com. And it's all my social media is there. The podcast is there. It's also on every relationships made easy. It's on every, you know, from Pandora to Spotify to I do to Apple to everything. So it's all there, but there's also relationship tips and tools. There's all this, there's a lot of free stuff. There's things to buy. If you want to buy a book or something else you can, but you do not have to. So it's really meant to be accessible to all. If you can pay nothing, you can get great information. And if you have money, you can get even more if you want it, but you don't have to. Amazing. That's great. Well, you're, thank you so yeah, much. You're Abby. such a wealth of knowledge. I can't Yay. wait to dive in deeper. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. <laughs> Bye, Abby. Well, that gave me a different perspective on, you know, what we always thought. Right. Yeah. Our motto is communication, but now it's going to be competition. It's like dig deeper. (laughs) There's more to it. Yeah. But that was great. We are going to link all of her resources in the notes. So if you guys want to go there, you could find all of her stuff there. And now moving on to to Would You Rather. rather. Okay. I have one that just made me laugh out loud. So I have to ask you. Oh, did it? A little LOL chuckle? I literally did chuckle when I read it. (laughs) It's, It's so dumb. But the visual of it 
it's, it's what made me laugh. Okay, John, would you rather have a baby throw up on you or would you rather throw up on a baby? I'd rather throw up on a baby. <laughs> what? Really? Just, no, wait, no, 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 I'm joking. Because <laughs> I've been thrown up on, so it's not a big deal. I think that's more embarrassing for like, the other person, not the recipient. Well, right. Like I, I would think I would rather have a baby throw up on me. Like if I threw up on a baby, I would feel so bad. I more so had adult human beings throw up on me. So, you know, you've had more than that. Oh yeah. Yeah. The, no problem. That's fine. Okay. So you, would... I was thinking of Vince Vaughn and, um, <laughs> yeah. was it four holidays? Yeah. Four Christmases. Four Christmases. Yeah. Four holidays. <laughs> you're, you're but being, he's like, get away from me. Get away politically from correct. What? Oh yeah. I am. <laughs> Alex, would you rather your friend or your boss falls in love with you. I feel like we've asked this before, and so. like I'm my own boss, so. No, no, no. You you got a nine to five. You have a boss. Just hypothetically, you have a boss. My friend or my boss. Yeah. Hmm. You got lipstick on your teeth, by the way. I get it. You got it. Can we talk about that for a second? Because when we were at the wedding, Alex had lipstick on her teeth, and I was trying to like subtly tell Why her about it. Why couldn't you just? Well, I, hey. I didn't know, you were in a deep convo with somebody that we didn't really know. And it wasn't going to just like stop you. Yeah, like, hey, you could have. Yeah, you could have. But you get mad at me anytime I call you on no, anything. But, uh, but I don't like call that. you on like a so mean like, way. You know what? I'm just going to let Alex no, look no. dumb for I was, the next I was waiting minutes. for you to, to like stop talking so I could kind of like intervene for a second and be like, hey, you got some lipstick no, on your No, like you could have just literally stopped me and been like, you have lipstick <laughs> on your teeth. But instead you were like, do do do. I'm going to let Alex look dumb. Till she's done. No, cut me off. What's the protocol? What is the protocol? Help as soon as you notice. That's the protocol. Know. You're saying, you're saying if I had like a booger coming out of my nose and I was in a tense convo. I'd be like this. Oh, I was trying. No, I was you trying weren't. to get your attention. I was, I was like, mm. oh yeah. Kind of like just, doing like you, a little you normally have like twitches, so I didn't think <laughs> anything of, of, of it. Hey, you... don't make fun of my twitching. All right. I have little ticks. I can't help it. I have something in my nose. Okay. All the time. Coming from you who does like whatever in your throat, please. I have allergies. John. Okay. I'm allergic to horses. Anyways, there's got to be a way of like getting your attention, but you weren't looking towards yeah, me either. You go. <laughs> you want me to like hit you? Yeah. My love. Okay. Fine. Anyways, I just needed to get that out before I forgot. Okay. Anyways, going back to my would you rather. Yeah. Your boss, you have a nine to five. You've been working there like two years. You know, your boss. You also have a really good friend you hang out with all the time. Uh, probably my boss, because then I could be like, I could probably use it to my advantage and then like peace out if things go south, you know, I'd be like, oh, cool. Like my boss loves me. I'm going to try to get all the perks that I can. Whereas a friend, someone who you've had like a long term relationship with, like you don't want to fuck that up. Oh, uh, well, maybe maybe you're looking for love, though. Maybe you're looking for love. You're my friend. Okay. I'll never forget. Oh my God. Another, another segue. I remember texting you when we first started talking. Alex sends me this fucking meme or a uh, gif. You're and it's this, it's this little friend. boy. And he goes, you're my special friend. You, you I was so mad. You guys might know what it is. It's like that blonde boy with like the, the rainbow. Was he on a TV show or something? I think He's so. Like, you're my special friend. Yeah. Like, I don't know how to take that. Oh my God. I There's think I sent you something like, hey, I really like you. And you go, you're my special <laughs> friend. <laughs> you're such a dick. I mean, I was trying to make it clear to you that I wasn't interested. You wanted your cake. And you I, wanted to eat it too. I liked hanging out with you. Okay. Again, I'm sorry. Naked. I, I have seg I have segued so many times. Naked. 
Okay, so you pick your boss. That's fine. I'm so fucking over this. I don't care. Moving on from would you rather. Let's get into our questions because we have a lot. Okay, go. You. But I'm only doing two. We're only doing two today. We'll okay, do... as opposed to what? We only do two. Give it to me straight. I know. I just right. wish we had more time. So now we're to our segment, Give It To Me Straight. Where we answer all your burning questions. All right, you go first. All right, question number one. So my girlfriend, or my ex, I should say, says she has discovered feelings for her coworker. We've been together for two years, and to add insult to injury, my mother absolutely adores her. She packed her stuff, but now she says she doesn't know who she wants more. But at this point, I feel like she's killed whatever we've had. Do you guys think I should take her back? No. I'm going to say no, because right now she's putting you in second place as like a backup. Like if she already told you that she has feelings for her coworker, I, I just feel like I wouldn't be able to trust at that point. If I feel bad for you, I'm sure you're fucking bummed. Um, I don't think you're a priority to her. And it's very selfish of her to now like trying to weigh her options. Basically. Right, exactly. So I She's think like, I don't know what I want. So clearly you don't know what you want. You could go away until you fucking figure it out. But I'm not going to wait around for you. Yeah. That would be my response. I feel bad for you also because of like your mom, like yeah. your family. I'm sure that like that's really hard. Does your mom know what's going on? Yeah. And that's it too. Like when you are in relationships, family, friends, they get involved and like form feelings and attachments to your significant other. But at the end of the day, that's like not why you hold on to someone is because your family loves them. Like, you know, at this point, your family's going to have to respect the decision of like why you're moving on if that's what you choose to do. Right. But I hope that's what you choose to do because you deserve someone who's in it 100% for just you. Pack the bags. Pack her bags. Yeah, pack her bags. Her bags are already packed. Pick her to the so curb. throw them out. Again, you want to be priority. Best of luck. Question number two, because Alex just can't lock it up. My mother-in-law is the actual meanest human I've ever met. Face to face, she's fake and pretends she likes you, but will talk badly about everyone else. So obviously she talks bad about you when you aren't around. She has been a miserable presence at all of our happy life events, dragging down the mood. She hates me and my husband and every other living being and has said some nasty things about both me and him to him. For example, she told my husband he was unfit to be a father after he lost his job due to COVID and we just had a baby. She's called both of us low lives and ungrateful and said our kids will grow up to be the same. She also called me fat when I was a few months pregnant. This is just a few of the things she said. I have to come to a point where I'm completely done communicating with her and I refuse to see her or let my kids see her. My husband still talks with her almost every day. Am I wrong? Should I be putting up with this B for the sake of my husband? He hates her too. I just can't take it anymore and someone needs to put her in her place. My husband is too soft and hates confrontation. That is wild. That's horrible. What a bitch. I can't believe she talks like that too. Right? Uh, so no, you are completely justified in your feelings, 100%. And I think it's important to draw, to have those boundaries where you don't let her disturb your peace of your family, your peace of mind. Um, again, like what? what is with husbands not being able to address their toxic mothers? I don't know. I'm not the person to ask. <laughs> I I mean, I are you is everyone just af like afraid? I don't understand because I, I think most guys probably just aren't trying to be confrontational with their parents. Of course, but like when you get married, your wife is your priority. Your family becomes your priority. Like if your mom is being a bitch to your wife, like that's something to address. Of course, no, I agree. I don't relate to this because I wouldn't have a problem saying something. I think a lot of people or maybe just better at keeping things inside or, or just trying to like hold the line basically where, you know, 
I wear my emotions on my sleeve. If I'm upset, I'm going to tell you I'm upset. So I think for the most part, guys are normally like keep it in. I do not. Yeah, I, I just, I wouldn't pursue a relationship with her if she's like in this toxic place. There might be some underlying reasons why she's acting the way that she's acting. It sounds like she needs therapy. I was about to say from like a healthcare standpoint, she probably needs some sort of like psych evaluation. Probably. But I mean, that's not for you to say, though. Like, again, I feel like this is where your husband needs to step up and say this is inappropriate behavior. Yeah. Put on your big boy pants. No. Um, that's crazy. But I don't know. To so, say that you gain weight while you're fucking pregnant. pregnant or to like put you down when you've lost a job and say you're an unfit parent like during COVID because you lost your job. Yeah, that's crazy. What? First off, your husband needs to uh, get it together and have that conversation with her. If that doesn't work, I mean, you distanced yourself like you're doing. I don't know what else you could do. Yeah. Why, why be around somebody that's just spreading negativity? Well, and I would say that to your husband. Like, if he doesn't have a conversation with her, he can have a relationship with her. That's great. But, like, you're going to remove yourself from that. Because, right. again, that's you have to keep the peace for yourself. Like, there's no reason why you need to be around people who just suck the joy out of everything and are super negative. It is tough, though, because they have kids, and that is their grandmother. So it's almost like, you know, they always say like kids need their grandmother, their grandparents. Okay, but do they? But I'm not I'm not saying like concede and you know for the sake of them, but you guys should try to work something out where they still can see her to have that relationship is important. There's a few just there's a few layers to get through though before getting to that point. I, I oh, wouldn't right. I yeah. wouldn't be quick to have my kids like, you know, spending time with her. No. Un unsupervised. <laughs> but I guess you were saying that she was kind of nasty in front of them. Like it would be different if she was good to the grandkids and you kind of put your feelings aside. If she was good to your kids and she should still be allowed to it see that. It sounds like she just like talks shit. Yeah. About she's everyone. talking shit even around the kids and that's not a healthy environment for them to be. Right. In. Exactly. Yeah. Well, best of luck. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. But again, best of luck. And moving on to reviews. Cause I didn't do one last time. Oh, true. Yeah. This is from Brooklyn Jones, killing it. I started following you both on IG. I can't have TikTok. I had it for two days and got lost scrolling for like four hours straight, and I don't have the self control for it. Understandable. Seriously, same. Yeah. Same here. I good, get that. Good for you to have the <laughs> self awareness <laughs> to do self restraint. That. Yeah, really. Anyways, always loved and related to your IG reels. Recently found out about your podcast and have binged it in the past week. I love it. I feel like I'm hanging out with you. I feel like I'm hanging out with friends. You guys are funny, relatable, and real. I'm completely digging it. I work from home, and you guys are now the start of my day to set those good hey vibes. Yo. I love that. Thank you. Thanks. All the podcasts that we listen to, or that I listen to, because John like hates I don't. Podcasts, I don't listen to any podcasts, actually. I do the same. I'm like just listening to them at home. It sets the mood. So glad we could be part of your day. Thanks, guys. So if you are enjoying our podcast, we still love reviews. If they're five stars and you have nice things to say, please. <laughs> like, subscribe, email, comment. And if you want to find us, you can email us at hello at giveittomestraightpodcast.com. We're on Instagram at giveittomestraightpodcast and TikTok at giveittomestraight. We will see you guys next week. Ciao, ciao. Bye. Bye.